Please join me in prayer. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of the Holy Spirit that we may hear your word with joy. Amen. Our Old Testament reading this morning is from the book of Isaiah, chapters, I'm sorry, verses, chapter 61, verses 1 through 11. The Spirit of the God, I'm sorry, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of faint spirit. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord to display his glory. They shall build up the ancient ruins and shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks. Foreigners shall till your land and dress your vines, but you shall be called priest of the Lord. You shall be named ministers of our God. You shall enjoy the wealth of the nations, and in the riches you shall glory. Because their shame was doubled and dishonor was proclaimed as their lot, therefore in their land they shall possess a double portion. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. I will faithfully give them their recompense, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants shall be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who will see them shall acknowledge that they are a people whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord, for my whole being shall exalt in my God. For he has clothed me with the garments of salvation, He has covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading will come from the book of Luke 2, verse 1 to 7. I'll read. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him 
and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She loved him in clothes and placed him in a, man, in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Thank you, Jesus, once again this morning. We come before you, we praise you, and worship you. We open our hearts unto you through the power of the Holy Spirit. You speak unto us, O God. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning, uh, we are going to share about the great news. And you are saying it's the great news because of who God is, what he has promised, and what he has done for us. In this particular time, Isaiah is giving a prophecy which was to come. And the reason as why Isaiah was writing, remember, the children of Israel were going or they were already in captivity. So these people that Isaiah is talking to are the people who had already put their trust unto the Lord. And if you look at verse 1 to verse 2, you see Isaiah now is giving them hope, the same hope that Christ has brought to the whole world as we celebrate Christmas season. And he is giving hope to a number of people. And this number of people the Bible is talking about is the people who are broken-hearted. And in our midst, we find there are people who are already broken-hearted. He is giving them hope because of the people who are already in captives. And there are so many things that actually put us to be in captivity. Maybe it is in luck that is a kind of captivity that you may find yourself in. And he is also giving hope to the people who are prisoners. There are so many prisons that may be holding us, even right now, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And he is also giving hope to the people who are mourning. There are so many things that happened right from January to where we are. And there are people who have been mourning the whole of this year. And Isaiah is being given this message by God to tell the children of Israel that God is a God of restoration. He is going to bring restoration, be it they were in captivity. And when I was looking at this prophecy, the Bible was reminding me in the book of Psalms 126. If you look at Psalms 126, you see when the children of Israel were in captivity, the enemies were telling them, can you sing to us the songs that you are singing to your God? And they were asking a question. How can we be able to sing to you while we are in captivity? And now we see this prophecy. The other thing that we see from verse 3 all the way to verse 8. Isaiah is being told by God that the promises that God is giving to his people. And these promises are the same because our God is a God who was there, he is there, and he will always be there. So this one is the promises that God is giving to you and to me. And the other thing that you see in verse 11, or verse 8 to verse 11, is that God is also telling them, I am going to promise, God is promising them an everlasting covenant, an everlasting joy to his people. 
So God is speaking to me and to you. And he is telling you, one, continue trusting upon the Lord. That's what the Bible is teaching us in verse 1 and verse 2. And then he is also telling us, you need to continue noting that my, me, God, the promises that I've given unto you, they are amen. And then he concludes by telling them that the, the promises that God has given unto us, they are everlasting covenant. God has already sealed that covenant to us and we have everlasting joy. And this prophecy comes to fulfillment in the book of Luke chapter 4. When Jesus came before he started his ministry, the first thing that Jesus did, if you go to Luke chapter 4, verse 16 to 21, he says so well. He was given a scripture. And what he read is what we have read today, Isaiah 61. And Jesus concluded by saying, this prophecy has come to pass today. So God is speaking to us and he is reminding us he is a God who never changes. And in our second reading, we read about Luke, who was an authentic doctor. And he is telling us how the birth of Jesus happened. This is not a story, but it is an event that happened. As we continue celebrating the birth of Jesus, because Christ has been born in our hearts, we see the people who were actually involved in the birth of Jesus, one of them, the Bible says, is Mary. Two things that I saw, or you see in this, is that one, Mary gave her body where Jesus to carry the baby Jesus. The other thing Mary did to us is that she gave her reputation. You can imagine she was already engaged to Joseph. And now here, Mary comes, she is pregnant. Maybe the crowd could be asking, she has already committed adultery. So she didn't look at all that, but she just gave out her reputation. And this season is teaching us about giving. Because everybody who was involved in the birth of Jesus gave something. The other person that we see is somebody we read called Caesar Augustus. And the Bible tells us, he gave a decree. But when he was giving a decree, he thought that the decree is coming from himself. Not knowing it is God who was using him to fulfill the promises of God. The other person that we see when we talk about the birth of Jesus are the people we call the innkeeper. They offered a place where Jesus could be put because there were no looms. That's what the Bible says. And the other people who also participated in the birth of Jesus, they are the angels. And what the angel did, he actually gave an announcement about the birth of Jesus. And also we see the shepherds, they also gave, because they gave a testimony. And the wise men, when they heard about the birth of Jesus, they also gave their gifts. So everybody who is celebrating this Christmas, Christmas season, it is upon me and you and ask yourself a question. I am celebrating the king of the whole world, who is Jesus Christ. But what have I given? What are you planning to give? If you are celebrating Jesus at this season, there are people who are mourning, as Isaiah is telling us. 
There are people who are captives. There are people who are in prison. But now, the Bible is telling us it is the time for us to share the great news of Jesus Christ. And we are sharing the great news of Jesus Christ because of who God is in our lives. So even as we prepare to usher in a new year, it is high time for me and you to sit down and reflect and ask yourself, yes, the Lord has walked with me right from the first day of 2023. And now I am coming, I'm counting hours for this year to end. You have to ask yourself, Jesus, whom I am celebrating, gave. God gave his only son. Myself, I need to ask myself, I need to ask God to help me and God to help us as a church so that as we usher in a new year, let us be givers. Let us also mourn with the people who are mourning. Let us encourage the people who need our encouragement and let us work with the people who need our, our, our help. So may God help us and may God do us good. Friends, as we share the great news of Jesus, Jesus has left us with his Holy Spirit. Let's use our talents, let's use our talents and our finances to be able to help the oppressed, the sick, the people who are mourning within us, and let us comfort others in the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We come again before you. We praise you and worship you because of this far. You are faithful and you are mighty, and there is no other God like you. This we pray, trusting and believing in Jesus' name. Amen.